Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 273. KB coming at you live for a solo pod from Underground Studios. As always, show would not be possible without our incredible local sponsors. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Solutions, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Automall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, the homies over at Tomahawk Shade. You see me wearing my blue light plus glasses every single show, guys. My eyes are protected. They're locked down, ready to do anything. Staring at these screens all day long like I am, doing things for podcasts, blogging, all that good stuff. You need to protect your eyes. You only get one pair of eyes, and that's where Tomahawk Shades comes into play. They are the best in the business when it comes to quality eyewear for an affordable price. I wear my sunglasses damn near every day. They they know what they're doing. Two brothers on Long Island said, why the hell am I going to pay an arm and a leg for a pair of sunglasses when we can do the same quality for a fraction of the price. That's right. My sunglasses that I wear, guys, 30 bucks from our friends at Tomahawk Shades. You can get your uh, hands on a pair as well. Tomahawkshades.com. When you go to checkout, use the promo code USP. That's right. Promo code USP at checkout. Saves you 25% off your entire order. And all orders over $75 right now qualify for free shipping. That's Tomahawkshades.com. Enter the promo code USP for 25% off your entire order. They hooked us up big time right before the quarantine hit. They've been rocking with us since. Shout out to the homies over at Tomahawk Shades. Quality product for an affordable price. And of course, our awesome friends. Best in the game in men's below the waist grooming. That's right. Support for Underground Sports Philadelphia is brought to you by Manscaped. And like I said, the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, and that is why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. And fellas, let me tell you, say you're already cleaned up down there, Make sure you sterilize and clean that bad boy, but it also works pretty great for cleaning up the beard. You guys know I've got my beard. I've had my beard for a long time now, but trimming around the edges works damn well with the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer 
features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Guys, when I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery is going to last you up to 90 minutes so you can get a longer, more precise shave. Plus, this bad boy is waterproof. The waterproof technology you can groom in the shower. And one of the coolest features is the LED light. That bad boy is brighter than a lightsaber. Illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor, which is as fast as Miles Sanders was running on Heinz Field. With quiet stroke technology. It's super quiet. One of the quietest electronic devices I've ever heard in my life. And let's not forget about that charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by the simplistics of USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, guys, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. That's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code USP. I don't know what you guys want me to say. I've tried to tell you for the past couple of weeks that this Eagles team is just not that good. Matt and I have both tried to tell you that this Eagles team is just not that good. Sure, the offense looked, you know, a lot more competent than it has to start the season. Travis Fulgham looks like a player. Miles Sanders had a nice big run. But it wasn't enough because the Eagles lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers 38-29. You know, there were opportunities for this team to win this game. The defense is truly what cost them this game, in my opinion. They just did not play up to the standards that they needed to play up to. You know, they're... So many opportunities missed. Uh, Chase Claypool, what a player. A guy that the Eagles could have drafted uh, if they would have moved up a little bit in the second round of the draft. It was just an embarrassing performance defensively. Nate Gary should have been left in Pittsburgh. There's no need for him to be on this roster anymore, in my opinion. Should not have been on this roster to begin with to start the season. He's just bad. He's not a good player. Like, flat out, you can you can try to convince me that it's, oh, the former safety angle. No, Nate Gary stinks. He's terrible at football, should not be on this Eagles roster. You know, maybe Joe Douglas will want him with the Jets. Send him over to the Jets for, for pennies on the dollar because Nate Gary is just, he's a liability for this team. How do you put him in, in a game altering you know play on third down I'm pretty sure it was to have him covering Chase Claypool is just stupid that is just dumb game design that is dumb just personnel decisions and it's week after week you know the it's just so similar it's the same song and dance with this team post Super Bowl one one game to the next. Either the offense looks good or the defense looks good. It's never a complete game. And this week, 
you put up 29 points on the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, a very good defense, arguably a top five defense in the league, maybe even top three. If you put up 29 points on them, and you told me without me watching this game that the Eagles scored 29 points on the Pittsburgh Steelers, I would have said they would have won the game. Easily. They easily won that game if they put up 29 points on the Pittsburgh Steelers. But no, the defense was abysmal. Nate Gary, like I said, stinks. Uh, they just they, they had no answer for Chase Claypool. They shut down Juju for the most part. Um, and I mean, my goodness, the... The lack of attention to the linebacker position is starting to be the center of attention for this Eagles team. And I don't know how many times I have to say it, that comes from Howie Roseman and the personnel decisions that they have made over the past few years. Neglecting the linebacker position is now starting to kill them. Because you need to have at least one to two very good linebackers in the NFL if you want to succeed. And right now the Eagles, if the Eagles didn't even put a linebacker on the field, on defense, they'd be better off. They'd be better off playing zero LBs because they essentially don't have any. Uh, they they just they. It, it drives me up a wall. Just how incompetent sometimes the way this team looks, the way this team plays. They had that game won. Like there were so many opportunities, and they continue to falter. You know, it's not a good football team. They're not a good football team. There are positives to be had in this game, though, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Miles Sanders breaks away on that big 74-yard run. Uh, the negative is that Doug Peterson continues to go away from the run game, and it's clearly work. Like, the run game is working. Um, you know, you need it to establish the pass, especially right now with the way Carson's been playing as a whole this season. You need to have more elements and dimension to this offense. And only giving the ball to Miles Sanders 10 or 11 times in the run game is just so such malpractice. Corey Clement doesn't have anything right now. He's not giving you anything at all. Boston Scott is not getting any type of, you know, Boston Scott's a guy that needs to have space. You can't run them between the tackles, and that's what they continue to do, and there's there's no open lanes for them because this offensive line is banged up. I need to see more, you know, Miles Sanders getting the ball. It's, it's imperative for this team. If they want to have any chance of winning games, they need to give Miles Sanders the ball. Um, you know, looking at Carson Wentz, Arguably his best game of the season from top to bottom. Uh, he was able to get the ball out to Travis Fulgham for 152 yards and a touchdown, which was fantastic to watch. Travis Fulgham looks like a player. Um, you know, and, and looking at just this team as a whole right now, there's two viable wide receivers, I'd say, with Fulgham. Being a legit player, like that's that's all Eagles fandom bias aside, Travis Fulgham looks like a legit NFL wide receiver that you can plug into this offense and be confident with. Greg Ward right now is obviously a guy Carson Wentz has a lot of trust for, but that's really it until Jalen Rager comes back. Then it's those three, and I'm I'm completely cool with that. Um, I you can't trust or have any faith in Deshaun Jackson. 
as much as I love Deshaun and will always love Deshaun, you, you can't trust him to stay healthy right now, especially the type of player he is. A hamstring issue is just, it's detrimental to that burst, to that speed, and it, it's something you can't rely on right now. It's just impossible. And if they do, that's, again, organizational malpractice. Alshon Jeffrey, who knows? You know, do, will they feel obligated to play him because of the contract? Probably. Will they feel obligated to play him um, because he's a quote-unquote leader? Maybe. You know, uh, I was checking out a friend of the show, John Barchard, executive producer of the Water Boys. They had Bryce Treggs, former Eagles wide receiver, on their podcast a little bit ago. Um, and he talked about how the wide receiver room kind of just changed once Alshon got in there. So, I mean, it, it's clear that, you know, these guys have respect for Alshon Jeffrey in the organization. So, I mean, it, it maybe that's something to lean on as Alshon could be a wake-up call type of guy. I doubt it, but it's something to think about, definitely. Um, the, the wide receivers right now moving forward, you can really only have faith in, in my opinion, Greg Ward, Travis Fulgham, and then when Jalen Rager comes back, obviously you you have faith in him. The kid looks like an absolute stud of a player. Um, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, I'm so done with him, like beyond done with him. Catches that ball and then tries to like, you know, celebrate getting the ball and not knowing that you need to get out of bounds and there's no time to clock it. It was just so poetic that that ball went to freaking J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. And, uh, and that he caught it for a meaningless catch. Just absolutely pathetic. He needs to be off this team. The, anytime I hear his name, it makes me sick. Um, it, it's just so pathetic how, how abysmal he is and that he was a second-round pick is so bad. So bad. Um, Zach Ertz, man, he looks lost. I don't know if it's the contract situation. I don't know if it's, you know, what it is. But right now, Zach Ertz looks like a shell of himself. The fact that he did absolutely nothing in this game was barely even, you know, thrown to. Um, I don't know what it is, but my goodness, it is it is rock bottom right now for Zach Ertz. And that's massively concerning going into this game, uh, you know, in week six against Baltimore when you're going to need Zach Ertz to be a, a game wrecking player. And I, I don't know if that's possible right now with the way Zach Ertz is playing, but uh, back to Travis Fulgham, because I, I can't even talk about Zach Ertz without getting annoyed and frustrated. Uh, like a lot of us, you know, a lot of us are annoyed and frustrated with everything going on with Zach Ertz, but Travis Fulgham guys looks like a legit NFL wide receiver. And for him to be this kind of diamond in the rough type of player, sure, it's a Howie Roseman find and Howie's always been good at finding these practice squad type of players. Uh, Travis Fulgham just turned 25 years old. Old Dominion uh, is where he went to school. Most people know him as the best wide receiver in football, previously according to his Wikipedia page. Uh, but this is a guy that the Detroit Lions let go. He was with them in 2019. He was on the Green Bay Packers practice squad uh, this season. And, you know, they they claimed him off waivers 
uh, on August 10th, and they waived him nine days later. The Eagles claimed him on the 20th of August. He was waived on September 3rd, but was re-signed to the practice squad three days later, and that's history. You know, 10 catches and 150 or more yards in a game. Uh, 11th player in Eagles history to do that. He had 152, um, which are which is the most for an Eagle in one of their first five games in Eagles history. Uh, this dude looks legit. He's he's six foot two, 215 pounds. Uh, he looks even bigger than six two when you watch him play. He plays almost like he's six four, six five. The way he's able to go up and get the ball. Um, I know a lot of people were saying that he reminds them of Michael Thomas, which you can kind of see. Um, but he reminds me and I saw a buddy of mine, Mike K writes and covers the Eagles for NJ.com. Uh, he said he sees a lot of Tyler Boyd in him and I completely agree with that sentiment. I think there's a lot of Tyler Boyd from the Cincinnati Bengals in Travis Fulgham. If you can get, you know, Tyler Boyd production from Travis Fulgham. As a guy that you got off of waivers and was a practice squad guy, you better be celebrating to the nines because that is a find and a half. Um, He looks legit, you know, over 200 yards in two games now. Uh, Massive play in the 49ers game and has a, a coming out game against the Steelers. That secondary, no less. You know, they that is a secondary that has been bought, like we said on Eagles Enemies with friend of the show, Wes Euler. They they build that bad boy through trades and free agency, so they're pretty damn good players. Um, but Travis Fulgham was able to you know have his way with the Pittsburgh Steelers secondary, which was very impressive to me. Carson Wentz seems to trust him, which I think is another big uh, part of this whole equation. You know, it, it seems like it's been difficult for Carson to trust, uh, you know, passing targets over the past couple of seasons, and if you have Carson's trust, it's going to pay dividends, and right now it seems like Travis Fulgham has the full trust of Carson Wentz, and I think that's important not only for Travis, but it's important for Carson Wentz as well to know that there are guys out there like Fulgham, like Greg Ward, that he has complete trust in throwing them the ball and knowing that they're going to go out and make a play for him. Uh, And, I mean, if they can get Zach Hurts involved and get Miles Sanders involved in the passing game, there's opportunities here. And then Jalen Rager comes back. That's five legit guys you can throw the ball to. I don't know if Dallas Goddard's coming back this season or not. I would be shocked if he does uh, because a fractured ankle is nothing to mess around with. But Dallas Goddard comes back. That's another option to throw to. But right now, it, it seems like Carson Wentz has the full undivided trust in Travis Fulgham. He's a big guy that can go up and get the ball. Um, He's making plays left and right, and it's so fun to watch him play. It's awesome to watch him play with this chip on his shoulder, knowing that every opportunity that he gets matters, uh, and he's going to go make the best of it. So, I mean, he he is fully entrenched in my book as part of this team for the now and moving forward. He's young enough that, you know, this is a guy that you can build with. This is a guy you can have in the receiving core – for the next four or five years if he continues to play at a decent level, you know, as a number three wide receiver potentially as a as a ceiling. Um, obviously, he's not going to have 150 yards a game. I, I don't see that happening, but this is a guy that you can 
say, hey, we found a piece. You know, in a in a world where it's been difficult for the Eagles to find wide receivers and develop wide receivers, this could be a blessing in disguise. And I'm very excited for what Travis Fulgham brings to the table uh, moving forward and for the rest of the season. On the defensive side of things, beyond Nate Gary being an absolute stooge and buffoon, um, I'm kind of concerned about Jalen Mills right now, guys. You know, he hasn't looked great. Uh, he's been playing corner the past couple of games with Avante Maddox being out. Hopefully Avante is back for this Ravens game. Uh, if not, maybe he's back for the Giants game since it's kind of a quick turnaround and maybe they just give him this one game off. Um, but Jalen has not looked great. He tackles well, but I don't know what the situation or what the the whole deal is, but he has not looked great. Nikel Roby Coleman has looked bad in my opinion uh I'd much rather see Craven LeBlanc out there at least he's making you know strategic plays he's getting turnovers uh and of the secondary like it's Darius Slay Rodney McLeod and and Strap that I've been impressed with for the the entirety of the the past five weeks of the season that has started uh outside of that I haven't really been impressed with anybody else Marcus Epps is terrible I, I don't understand why he's still on the team. I'm sure once Will Parks comes back, Marcus Epps will be gone or, or something. Less playing time maybe, but he's absolutely horrible. Horrible past two weeks against the 49ers and against the Steelers. I've been disgusted with Marcus Epps. Um, not the best game on Sunday, though, for Darius Slay. Uh, he did get screwed over by the refs big time down. Uh, near the end zone with that penalty that was called on him for pass interference that just gifted a touchdown to the Steelers. Um, but overall, the defense really cost this team the game. And I mean, they outside of the defensive line as a whole, there hasn't really been much development as units on the defense. You know, the secondary has players that have looked good, not as an entire unit, in my opinion. The linebackers are non-existent. But the defensive line has looked sensational, you know, from Fletch to BG, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat, those two guys in particular, Javon Hargrave, Malik Jackson, you know, the the defensive line as a whole has looked great from week to week to week. They've made progress, they've made adjustments, um, but outside of that, the defense has been lackluster, you know as a whole, you know, taking into account the the first five games of the season, putting them all together. I have not really been impressed with any positional group on the defense outside of the defensive line. Um, you know, we thought this secondary was going to be better, but obviously the Will Parks injury derailed a little bit of things. Um, hopefully he's on his way back. Avante Maddox getting injured has not been ideal for this team either. I think that's taken away a lot of, you know, switchability that this team has in the secondary. And uh, you can't rely on Darius Slay to just do everything. You know what I mean? And that's something that uh, you need linebackers for. I, I Imagine if the Eagles had one serviceable linebacker on this team. One. Just one. What it could do. You know, I was watching... I've been watching a lot of just linebackers play 
and and how they move around the field and what I would give for this Eagles team to have somebody like Demario Davis from the Saints. Um, you know, just just somebody who can play the linebacker position, who is an actual linebacker. What I would give for them to still have LJ Fort, who they're going to see coming in, playing on that Ravens team damn well. Um, it's just unfortunate. You know, Chase Claypool torched this defense. They, they, they had plays drawn up for Chase Claypool, that final touchdown that was kind of the dagger uh, on the game. Ben Roethlisberger was like, chuckling knowing that he could audible to that and and beat Nate Gary because for whatever godforsaken reason Jim Schwartz had Nate Gary covering Chase Claypool um you know you need Rodney McLeod to help back there as well but that's also malpractice on Jim Schwartz for having Nate Gary as the option to be covering a guy who has already torched you for three touchdowns and then got you for four to seal the game I just I, it's unbelievable. Um, it, it makes me sick to my stomach just how poorly this team was constructed and put together. And I say this every week, but they are they're what they are, guys. They're one three and one. That's that's what this team is. They're one three and one. I there's there's no ifs ands or buts about it. Um, they're gonna they're gonna continue to struggle. And until things get, get, they're not going to get better until it gets worse, you know, and it's going to get even worse playing against the Ravens. It's going to get even worse having to play against a Cowboys team that has a lot more weapons. It's, it doesn't get any easier for this team. And I will not be shocked if they finish the season with five wins and yet they'll somehow make the playoffs because that's how bad this division is which would be the worst possible thing for this team to make the playoffs right now in the state they that they're in with all the injuries it would just be it would be so bad uh i just this team man this team i'm in a toxic relationship with the Philadelphia Eagles that's all i got you guys are the absolute friggin' best for listening to me rant about this team. You know, it, it leaves me speechless. Like, I feel like I can't even give a proper diagnosis of this team because of how piss poor they play. It, it drives me nuts. And I just, I want to see heads turn. That's, that's what needs to happen. Heads need to turn. And yet it doesn't happen week in and week out. I know a lot of people would say that's scapegoating, but something needs to change on this team guys and we all know it you might want to deny it but you know that something has to change and until that change happens somewhere somehow some way it's only gonna continue to be like this for this Eagles team I hope they don't do anything stupid at the trade deadline by uh buying at the deadline um because that would just be same old song and dance for this team they need a a humble kicking teeth to realize that they're not a good football team. They're one, three and one headed for a date with the Baltimore Ravens. And, uh, I couldn't be less enthused for this game because I know it's going to be a bloodbath, but, uh, we'll talk about all that live on the next show. 
as always, guys, make sure you're following us on social media at Underground PHI, Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. You can follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castarina. And make sure you guys check out the website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com. It's where all of our written content is at. And make sure you guys are checking us out live, twitch.tv slash UndergroundSportsPHI between the live pods. We also have our boy Steven Schneider doing a ton of streaming on the Twitch channel. Hit the follow button to know when we go live. It's free to hit the follow button on Twitch. It is free. Twitch.tv slash UndergroundSportsPHI. And make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let me know how you feel about this Eagles team right now at 1-3-1. and one. Uh, How you feel they're going to be moving forward. And uh, is there any hope? Let me know. Give, give me hope about this Eagles team in our Apple Podcast reviews. Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. And we know your standards are five stars only. You can also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And uh, like I said, we'll be catching you live on Wednesday with the next episode of the pod with Matt and myself which would not be possible without our incredible local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, our kick-ass friends at Tomahawk Shades, tomahawkshades.com, promo code USP at checkout, saves you 25% off your order and all orders right now, $75 and over, qualify for free shipping. And then the friends, the best of the best, Manscaped, manscaped.com. Enter the code USP at checkout. Get 20% off and free shipping. Yes, 20% off, free shipping, promo code USP at manscaped.com. Hopefully the Eagles figure out a way to get this this ship in the right direction, but I highly doubt it for the foreseeable future. But that's what we're here for, guys. We're here for the existential dread and the love of our Philly sports. This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 273. For everybody here at Underground Sports Philadelphia, continue to stay safe, do the right things, don't be a nimrod, and we will catch you guys next time. I'm your boy KB, signing off. From Underground Studios. You guys are the absolute best. Peace. I'm a